Welcome to the Shipwreck Show. My name is Shipwreck. Now be your hostess with the mostest, and it's the nooner. And normally with the nooner, we go through the current events and we go through all the stuff that had happened the week prior, a couple days prior, whatever. Today's nooner is going to be a little bit different. I might schedule another one later this week to talk about Greta Thunberg and how she got carted off twice by German police or just some other stuff that's been going on, the flights, uh, the flight problem that we had last week. But for today, I wanted to go through something else. And I wanted to go through the Biden classified documents. And I wanted to talk about something that has been bothering me and been on my mind since the laptop, pretty much since since the break of the laptop from hell. Hello, Dia Joe. Something has been kind of rambling around my mind. And then as more and more stuff came out and the Biden administration, the Biden presidency seemed more and more fake, for lack of a better word, you know, the bike falling and the randoms walking around small towns. Just it all seemed very strange. But the one thing that I'd noticed is that at the core of the Biden presidency, was his son Hunter Biden, like in everything from from the Ukraine dealings to Burisma to the laptop to the, all of it, all of it had to do with Hunter Biden. And I always thought that was really strange. The whole like Hunter Biden, Joe Biden dynamic, the Biden family dynamic always seemed very strange to me, but I hadn't really said anything about it because, well, nobody else really talked about it. And so I thought maybe I was just crazy and maybe reaching a little bit. Um, we tend to do, we could do that sometimes when it comes to things, when we're trying to connect things together. But when this last batch of docs had been found or the classified documents were found in the garage, uh, everything kind of tied together. And I have to give a big shout out to Sonia, uh, who was the brunt of my manic, uh, conspiracy theory dot collecting, put her together of stuff. Um, I blew up her phone one night or a couple nights uh, with articles and just kind of running it. I, I, I was using her DMs, but I was just basically trying to, to run it down in my mind. I probably a little ADHD. So it's really hard for me to organize. I can do it, but it's really hard for me to organize. And when I like hyper focus on something, uh, I have to get it out and then I have to put it. And so I use Sonia's DMs for that and then transferred it over into a Word doc and a spreadsheet or like a, a spreadsheet, like a thing, a thing that I use Canva. I use Canva. It's like a PowerPoint. Um, and then tried to put this story all together, tying from the laptop to Biden's first wife, who, if you guys didn't know, I didn't know this until I just learned it. Biden's first wife's middle name was Hunter. 
and his sister's name was Naomi. And if I remember right, doesn't doesn't Hunter have a daughter named Naomi or Bo have a daughter named Naomi? Another thing that I learned that I didn't know was that when Biden's wife had died, both Bo and Hunter were in the car when it happened. There were a lot of discrepancies around the accident, a lot of conversations and some um, lies that were about the accident that had gone on for years and that eventually the family of the person uh, who the accident was in with had to sue. And we're going to go and go through all of that. And it kind of ties in together to where Hunter Biden's mentality is. Um, and, and why I guess I think the way that I do. So we're just, I'm going to go through, I'm going to say hello. I'm sorry. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Angie Barnes, welcome to live. Amy Dickey, Sonny Brown, Molly, what's up? Raysa, Ashley, Freedom Fighters. Um, I saw Scott in here earlier. Amy Lewis and Kimbrough, Hondo and Nixie and Casey Daya. Who was our first one in here? Very, very first one was Nubbins and Alex King and Lily's again. You guys, welcome to the live. It's very good to see you. I hope you guys are having the best week. Um, the pedo Pete stuff. Somebody said it. I hope you guys are having the best week. Uh, I love your faces. Thank you for being here. Today's episode is brought to you by you guys, the tippers, the members, all of you guys that contribute financially to the show. Uh, we wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't be able to sit home and obsess over the stuff like I do if, if it wasn't for you guys. So, and so I want to just give a huge shout out to our members and our tippers guys who are continually here. Those of you who just show up uh, and never leave me talking to an empty room. I love your guys' faces. I appreciate you being here so much. Money laundering is kind of going to be tied into this too, a little bit with the rent. I'm excited about this. I'm going to do my best to stay on task. I have it in a word doc, which is right uh, here to stay on task and be able to tell the story without sounding or going on too many tangents. Um, and then I would like your guys's thoughts at the end of this, I guess, dirty DC, welcome to live. It's good to see you. So without further ado, we're just going to jump in. So the first thing I want to do is I'm going to take you guys all the way back to the laptop from hell. So this is 2019, April of 2019, a laptop repairman named John Paul Isaac was getting ready to close shop when Hunter Biden walked in with three different laptops that were waterlogged. So they were water damaged, two of which could not be repaired. The last one being the laptop that they were talking about. And I have that video first. Uh, thank you so much. Freedom fighters. Thank you so much for the super sticker. I love your face and for helping us keep the lights on. Uh, and here is a partial clip from that video. There is an extended video that's 45 minutes long. It is a good interview with the laptop uh, repair guy. I have it saved in the stuff if you want to go watch it, but here's just a clip. All right, John Paul Mac Isaac, the infamous Delaware repair shop man, the one who came into contact with Hunter Biden's laptop. It's so great to meet you. I'm glad to have this conversation. I want to hear the story. Wow, where, where do you want me to begin? I'll tell you exactly where I want you to begin. I want you to begin in April of 2019 on a Friday night just before closing time. Well, yeah, it was about 10 minutes before closing, and uh, the I was definitely thinking about getting out of work. I was not thinking about spending time or staying late with uh, with anybody. And then the uh, the countertop illuminated as the headlights of a car pulled up in front of the shop. And I kind of let out a sigh because I knew that my evening was going to be cut abruptly short or any plans that I had for that evening. And uh, then the client walked in the door with uh, three liquid damaged MacBook Pros. And I was able to check in one of them. Uh, the other one was a write-off. The other one I left uh, with the customer so he could take it with him. and. Um, do the recovery himself. I, I was, when I saw the Bo Biden Foundation sticker and the customer informed me that he was Hunter Biden, 
uh, I, I instantly thought that this was his deceased brother's laptop and he wanted to get his memories off of it. So I decided that, you know what, I'm not going to close. I'm going to stay in the shop a little later. I'm going to work with him, see if it's, I can help him out. And I felt bad for him. So he walks in. Do you recognize him? I, I, I've read, by the way, John Paul, you're legally blind. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, when he walks in, at what point do you realize I'm dealing with Hunter Biden? Uh, when I asked him his last name. So the check-in process, I asked the customer their first name, and then I asked the last name. And when he got to Hunter, uh, I wrote down Hunter, and then he, he goes, Biden. And kind of sarcastically, like, uh, I should have known who he was. And, and I realized, oh, okay, kind of put two and two together, Bo Biden Foundation. I, I, you know what? I never really knew what he looked like. I never really cared. It was never in my inclination to, to pay attention to the Biden family or what they got up to. So I, I really didn't know who he was until he informed me of who he was. Well, I was going to ask you that. I think for a lot of people, unless you're incredibly politically active or politically read in, Hunter Biden isn't an A-list celebrity. The last name Biden is recognizable. Mm -hmm. So at the point that you realize, oh, this is a Biden, as in a political family of Bidens, um, did you know Hunter Biden's story? Did you know about his troubles? Did you know about his drug abuse? Did you know anything at that point? Mm, you, not really. I mean, you hear stories about, you know, the crazy Biden kids, uh, but that's about it. I mean, I, I was living in, in Biden's hometown. Uh, you know, the people that I hung out with went to school with, with Hunter and uh, with other members of the family. So uh, also I know several people that have been not paid by the Biden family for various work that's been done over the decades. So it, it's, it's, we kind of knew what the family was about. We know their political family. We also know that sometimes they get into trouble. Sometimes they have a hard time paying their bills. So that's, that's based upon being in the Biden hometown. Your, mm -hmm. your, your depth of knowledge immediately is more than the casual news viewer, even maybe the, the well-read news viewer, because you're living in the town and there's reputations around mm -hmm. the family. What was the state of Hunter Biden when he came in that night? Um, he, he was definitely feeling no pain. Uh, he was intoxicated. Um, he had a, a little bit of a mobility issue. Uh, speech was a little slurred. Uh, when I actually left the shop, probably about 45 minutes after he left the shop, uh, I noticed his vehicle was still there. I just assumed that he was sleeping one off because he was, yeah. So, okay, he walks into the shop. Okay, so now, like I said, that entire interview is very good. Um, I would encourage you to go watch it with the mindset that you have now versus maybe the mindset we were in when it when that initially aired. Because when it initially aired, it was election season. And at the point, we were so focused on proving to people that the laptop was real and trying to not get our shit banned by putting it out there. Uh, and now we're kind of in a different mindset where obviously it's much more media approved, I guess, or, or whatever you want to call it. Angie Barnes is right. She had stated, so a lot of the rumors were going around by this. So a lot of people thought that Hunter Biden's assistant or something like that had dropped it off. No. So Hunter Biden himself is actually the one that dropped it off. And I have some questions and I'm going to get to this, but the second question that I have, so Hunter, he took his laptop full of porn and just completely damning evidence. I mean, just the business dealings alone, the illegal drug use, the firearms, the porn, the questionable age of the women that he was pictured with, a lot of them looking to be fam. You're going to tell, I don't care how drug fueled you are. 
if you are the because at this time, so it was 2019. So Trump was president. So Biden would have been ex vice president. So he wouldn't have had Secret Service, but they would have had security. He would have had a handler. Where was the handler? You're going to tell me that he drove from his house under the influence to this random computer repair shop, which is in the middle of a strip mall and just drops it off himself by himself. And then one of the, so the other question that I have is that when he had finished getting off the first set of files, he had, he'd said that he left and he still saw Hunter's car there. And he had just assumed Hunter was sleeping one off. He didn't go look. He didn't have questions. Where, where did Hunter go? If he's obviously inebriated, he wouldn't go check. He wouldn't call somebody to go check. Hunter, I don't think that Hunter was even there. I think he was picked up. The question is by who? You can't tell by who, but the question would be by who at this point. He was So the whole thing is very, very sketchy to me. And it was sketchy to me then, but again, like we were just hyper-focused on getting the information out there versus trying to, to understand maybe a more deeper meaning to the whole thing. So that was my first question. Um, eventually the FBI, I think a lawyer at some point had ended up picking it up or the FBI had come and picked it up and his lawyer, uh, Hunter's lawyer had contacted him. So the FBI eventually gets a hold of the laptop, but the repair guy had kept a copy of the hard drive. He supposedly was afraid for his life and he was getting supposed death threats so much so that he had to flee his home. But at the time that he fleed his home, the laptop hadn't really been put out there so much until he gave the laptop to Rudy Giuliani. And then it went out there and then, yes, I could understand the death threats then, but he had stated that he had gotten these death threats before that had even happened. So I'm curious as to know who, who was sending him death threats before it even became mainstream at that point. <clears throat> at some point he did eventually give the hard drive to Rudy Giuliani, who then put it out to the public after he was so scared for his life. That's when everything exploded. The laptop was hacked or it was Russian disinformation. And even in multiple interviews that Hunter had done after this, they had asked him his thoughts on the laptop. And he said, well, it's Russian disinformation. But it wasn't. Obviously, it's come out now that it's legit. It was censored across all social media platforms. And at the time, the 2020 election was happening at the same time. And the timing of the release was almost too perfect. So in 2019, he got the laptop, sat on it, and all this information until 2020, until right before the election. Then he gives it to Rudy Giuliani to put out. Like, and I'm not saying that the guy is directly involved, but I'm saying that's just really odd timing. His dad also was some kind of big general. His, his family was all military. His dad ended up going to Congress to try and help this guy get protection. Um, and you can watch, like I said, it's all in the interview to help this guy get protection and to make sure that that information and apparently the GOP, which was in Congress at the time, the GOP members that they went to wouldn't help him. They wouldn't touch it because of the, the label of it having Russian disinformation. The timing of the whole thing was perfect since Hunter had pretty much disappeared after this for a while. Remember when Trump came out and he's all like, where's Hunter? Where? And nobody knew where Hunter was. He was just gone and nobody could find him. Um, a lot of people have been asking an awful lot, especially when this came out. And then especially when it was verified to be fact. And I think it was after the election. Why wasn't Hunter arrested? That's a great question. It's one thing to arrest Joe Biden. Okay. That's a big deal. Obviously you need special counsel. You need, you know, this is a private citizen's son, or I'm sorry, this is his son. would be a private citizen essentially. And at this point specifically was a private citizen when this rolled out. Why wasn't Hunter Biden arrested for any of this? Why wasn't he investigated for any of it? Why wasn't he even looked at? It was just put out there and that was it. 
it, the whole thing was very strange to me. And I always had kind of wondered why he hadn't been arrested or why he hadn't been investigated or brought in for questioning. And maybe they're protecting him, I, but maybe. But everybody knew about it. And so there should have been enough pressure to have, there should have been enough pressure to have had that conversation and to have at least brought him in and, and talked to him about it. But there wasn't, he was brought in on a lot of news stations and talked about it, but he wasn't brought in on any kind of charges. So I'm going to move on to the next thing. So there, we got the laptop. The laptop is strange. It's full of gross, illegal stuff. It was censored. Now it's not, it's fine. The next thing that happened was the cell phone. And I'm going to pull this back up. So on July 9th, then of 2022, a group of hackers announced that they were able to hack Hunter Biden's iPhone cloud, which contained text messages, images, and emails on the popular form 4chan. This is where the emails calling him, calling Joe Pedo Pete. I'm going to go back to this. The Pedo Pete thing initially came out and it was about Joe. Then they tried to backtrack and say, no, it wasn't about Joe. It's about his niece's mom. And it was just the, the names were missed whatever. I think that whole thing is bullshit. And I think that's some backtracking, but whatever, fine. Calling him pedal Pete, the text messages about his affair with his brother's widow all came into play. And the questions that I had about the cell phone were if you're going to tell me that we're in the middle of the most hated president in the, on the planet, right? We're the most hated president on the whole world, Donald J. Trump and his family. They hated, everybody hated the media, hated him, left hated, everybody hated him. Okay, deep state hated him. Why wasn't any of their cell phones hacked? Why wasn't Junior's cell phone hacked and, and any embarrassing or, or potentially illegal incriminating evidence he had on that hacked and put out there? How is it so easy for a group of teenagers, probably, I don't know, I don't know a ton about 4chan, sitting in the basement of their mom's house, were able to hack into the vice president's son's cell phone or ex-vice president at this time. And then just put it all out there. They wouldn't. That's that's if, if it was so easy to do, why wasn't it done for the Trump administration? They were the most hated people on the planet, supposedly, right? They, Lacey says they might have been the Trump administration might have been hacked, but nothing was found. That's possible, but they still would have put it out. They, they would have touted themselves. Another thing about the hacking thing that makes zero sense is I would assume this would be some kind of national security issue at some point, don't you think? They never found the hackers. In fact, the story never really went further than that. They never really investigated for the hackers. They never found them. They never figured out who they were. I don't know. Again, I don't know how 4chan works. Maybe it is like a super sneaky under black web, but they never launched any kind of, of formal investigation into finding out who hacked his cell phones. I thought that whole thing was weird because they wouldn't, they wouldn't do that. I, I firmly believe that that information was given to somebody on 4chan and they put it out and that, cause they went through and explained how they hacked it and they broke it all down and it's possible, but it seems more likely to me that somebody gave the information to be put out there or somebody who already had the information, put it out onto 4chan anonymously. But I you know it is what it is. 4chan is a rabbit hole. It absolutely is. But all the same, the, the hacking was legit. They talked about it. They said yes. And then there was lots of, of question and conversations about the security of the iCloud. 
right? There were conversations about how it happened and why it happened, but nothing was ever done. And that whole thing was just weird. I would, I strongly feel like somebody had to be able to give him that information. All right, we got the next thing. I want to talk about the set of ducks. So we're all cut up. We went from the laptop, which was odd. Hunter just dropped off this laptop full of his porn and all kinds of incriminating evidence. Then we had the cell phone, which is a bunch of long-haired teenagers in their mom's basements hacked into and put it out there with all kinds of crap, all kinds of just terrible stuff. And now we're here. We've got the documents, okay? So the first set of docs, I'm going to go through these, each ones as they were found. I know there was more or less, but the, the idea is that the idea of it is where they were found, not so much as to what was necessarily on them, but where they were found. So on Monday, July or January 9th of this year, it was formally announced that formally announced now, but the docs were found in November. So we're going to go back to that. It was formally announced that there was classified documents found in the Penn Biden Center in the University of Pennsylvania. Those docs had information to the likes of the shady dealings with the Chinese government, Ukraine, and the actual building itself that was taking donations from the CCP to the tunes of tens of millions of dollars. So it not only incriminated Joe Biden for having the classified docs, it also incriminated the building itself and the president of the building for their dealings with the CCP in order for them taking donations. Hunter then had actually discussed the center in which had taken millions of the Chinese donations in the emails that were attained from the previous leaks. So in the laptop and on the cell phone, there are emails where he talks about this building to which these documents were found. On April 25th, 2016, creative artist agency agent Craig Gearing emailed Hunter with confidential notes from our meeting in which Gearing listed apparent plans that were discussed for the vice president upon leaving office, discussing wealth creation and the promise of a job for Hunter at that university as a part of the Penn State or the Penn Biden Center. Hunter responded by saying they needed to be very confidential because they were not set in stone. Hunter had also previously met with the then president of the university, Amy Gutman, and vice president, Joanne Mayer. It's also important to note that these documents were actually discovered before, shortly before the midterms of 2022, but not released to the public until now and shortly before, <clears throat> but not released until the public until now. This all happened right before the midterms. They found the docs. They didn't say anything about the documents because it was right before midterms. And then they came out with it during midterms. At the same time, about three months before, two months before, you guys remember that Donald Trump's house was raided, the one in Mar-a-Lago, for the very same reason that he was accused of having these classified documents in his home, and they're not supposed to be there. They're supposed to be in the archive. The only difference between what Joe Biden is going through right now and what Donald Trump was going through right now was the severity to which it was treated. Donald Trump was the president of the United States. He had the right and, in fact, did declassify those documents before taking them off site, according to multiple news outlets. OK, Joe Biden did not have authorization to declassify docs, didn't tell anybody he was taking them and then took them. Everything else that is being talked about in comparisons doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if Joe is cooperating with law enforcement or not. It's still illegal. You still can't do it unless they're declassified. And even though Donald Trump pushed back, it doesn't matter. He didn't have the docs. They were all declassified. So 
there's kind of the correlation with Trump. Now, the weird thing about the timing of this and why it's happening now is what it did was it really made the new GOP house look like they came out the gate screaming, almost kind of, even though they didn't really have anything to do with it. And they're going to do the investigations. They're going to head up these investigations. It really get, made the GOP house come out of the gates after their win in the house look like heroes, right? And I think that probably is why I don't feel like the classified document scandal with Biden would have affected midterms um, in a way that would have changed the outcome of the midterm. I just don't. So I don't see them holding. And I think they probably knew that, too. So I don't see them holding on to them to try and and sway the midterms. I do see maybe holding on to them until they could to try and cover it up till they could figure out a way to explain it away. But that doesn't make any lot of sense either, because then why did they come out with it now? Um, which makes no sense. So I do think they were held on to till the GOP was put in place. And now the GOP is like, yeah, and you got Matt Gates up there screaming. They're all that it's political. They're all doing their thing. Fire Talk Radio says, my question about this is Biden took docs while VP and never turned them in. So he hid a document from the incoming president. Um, I don't know. Like, I, was that what's your question? Should he have done that? No. Um, so a hid doc from an incoming president took the docs while VP and never turned them in. So no. Oh, fire talk radio. So the documents, the, what Biden is saying is that the documents that they're finding were mix matched in with other documents as they were cleaning out his office. They're saying it happened. The docs were taken from the white house on the day that he left office and not necessarily before. That's what I've read. Unless you read something different. Um, the, the the whole now I'm off my game. The whole thing with the GO, and I do, I think this is just kind of buff up the GOP a little bit. I want to talk about the second set of docs. So the first set of docs they found at the Biden Center. The Hunter connection is there. He was bestie friends with the VP. They had dinners together, they had lunches together. He'd talked about it a lot in his emails. That's the one. The second set of docs. And so on January 12th of 2022, another batch of classified documents were found. This time in Joe Biden's home, specifically the garage where he keeps his vintage Corvette. We're going to talk about this, which became a hot button for the scandal with names like hashtag GarageGate, which I thought was fabulous, like mwah, fantastic stuff. The Corvette that was rebuilt by Hunter Biden himself, according to an interview that he did with Jay Leno. Let's watch. 1967. Wow. So I'm glad the Secret Service is making an exception today and granting the vice president permission to drive a car that's practically part of his family. In fact, it is part of his family. So tell us a story of what made you buy a Corvette. I was getting married in August of 67. My dad didn't have a lot of money, but he ran the largest Chevrolet dealership in the state for years. So he said to my then soon-to-be wife, Nelia, he said, why don't you give me her car? It was a 65 Tempest and mine, a 63 Chevy, and I'll fix them up for you for wedding. So four days later, we go by to pick the car up. There's 75 people outside the dealership. We pull up, they spread. My dad says, this is my wedding gift. Wow. This is not your average wedding gift. This is a 1967 Corvette Stingray four-speed with a 327 V8 engine and 300 horsepower. All I got was a stupid gravy boat. So what were you more excited about, the wedding night or the Corvette? Be uh, honest. The wedding night. The wedding night, okay. <laughs> the wedding night. <laughs> Have you kept it in this condition? Well, no. My two sons, Bose, passed away, and my son, Hunter, 
they decided as a Christmas gift to have the engine rebuilt for me. Wow. Well, that being the case, can we take it for a ride? Come on. Okay, so there's more to the Hunter Biden. Somebody had found this picture of, if you find it, let me find my mouse over here. Right over here. There's a picture of Hunter Biden and two women, just random women in bikinis, driving in this very same Corvette. Um, the Corvette had, there was a lot to it with it came to the Corvette. A lot of people thought it was uh, Jill's Corvette. And we're going to watch another interview where it's mentioned too. We'll get to that part. But according to Joe, it's not Jill's Corvette. They he had got it when he was married to his first wife. But more to come on that. The garage where Hunter's plate, <clears throat> excuse me, I got to move my mouse back over here. So not only that, but the garage in uh, that in question where the documents were found was also the same garage where Hunter Biden, according to his memoir, would go hide and drink vodka while watching Battlestar Galactia, according to his book, Beautiful Things, when hiding his addiction problem from his family. And so when he was supposed to be sober and he was supposed to be part of like um, outreach or uh, like outpatient, he would go and hide in this very same garage and get drunk with his laptop. And it, I think it had mentioned he'd bundle up with a bunch of blankets. He would sit out there, get drunk, and watch Battlestar Galactia for hours. Okay. The address also listed on the background check that Hunter had done for himself, where he listed this address where the documents were found as his permanent address and is photographed in said Corvette with two young women. It's also reported that Hunter was paying $50,000 a month, which I know a lot of you have talked about, in rent for the house, which the classified docs were found. That $50,000 for rent went to his dad. A lot of people are talking about money laundering, possibly. But I'm gonna, we're going to dive into this when we get to the why, too. The third set of docs. So on January 15th, a third and fourth, and I think fifth now, set of classified documents were found in the same home. Only this time, Biden's lawyers found them in an attempt to shield themselves from an FBI raid. I'm assuming only these were found in a subsequent room that was adjacent to the garage where, uh, where they were obviously opened and rummaged through as the covers that stated top secret had been discarded. And the way that the article had explained it, so when you take classified docs, they come in a black folder. And on the black folder, it says top secret on the top. And then it says classified documents, just like they do in the movies, I guess. On the bottom, the black folders were missing. The docs had been rummaged through. And this time, instead of anybody that was authorized to be viewing these docs, finding these docs, touching these docs, it was Joe Biden's lawyer that went in and, and found more and then turned them in apparently to the archives, right? Which is weird all on its own. That's another difference between the Trump stuff and the Biden stuff. Because with Trump, it was all FBI and all kinds of like deep state work, whatever, whatever they had. They kicked in his door. They tried on Melania's underwear. It was like a whole thing. And with Biden, apparently he just was allowed to bring his lawyers in to find the other docs. So the questions that I have, how can a top secret classified documents just be thrown willy nilly throughout the house? How are you able to bring those home and just leave them? Some, and I get it. And like my garage is a disaster too. It's our catch all for big things, but I'm also not ex vice president of the United States, right? I have classified. I mean, we have documents. We have our home document. We've got, you know, our, my kids have social security cards are all in a safe, a lockbox safe, a fireproof safe, all in a safe. These were found in like big cardboard boxes. The next thing I wanted to know is I want to know how the docs got found originally to begin with. Now, they stated that the original docs were found um, just by uh, like his lawyers or his people, but that guy was authorized. His lawyers were not. And he just stumbled across them one day. 
And that whole thing is weird to me too. They're saying that they were secured, but they weren't in any kind of lockbox. And even Joe Biden himself came out and said, well, my garage is locked and secured and my Corvette's in. No, that whole, no, absolutely not. Like, absolutely not. That's bullshit. And I don't know, you know, whoever, I don't know how they got there, but they didn't just get in there. And, and that's it. You don't just take classified documents, even like in the White House, classified documents are in a special room that's locked. That only you only people that are authorized to access it access. The whole thing is strange. Okay. Why wasn't that home more secure? I just finished watching a video where they talked about that specific house. When Joe Biden was vice president, there was an outpost for secret service and there was all kinds of secret service parking and police parking and there was police. But when he was no longer vice president, all of that went away because you don't get that. Regardless, you would think he would have some kind of security there. They all do. They all have some kind of securities. When you get to that level of, of political whatever circus, you have some kind of security that is set. You don't just go to your house and, and hope that everything is okay. You don't just get a dog. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I watch too many movies. I don't know. But Trump's Mar-a-Lago home is insanely secure. He's got cameras. He's got guards. He's got, well, he has secret service because he's a former. He's got all this stuff. Super secure place. Joe Biden's got nothing, no cameras. Hell, he didn't even have like a log where people came and left that they would have to sign in or out to show who came to his house and who left. There was nothing. The items that were not thoroughly looked through by security detail with clearance before exiting the White House back in 2016. How, that was my next question is how does that happen? So they're packing up his stuff. Only people with security clearance can go through the paperwork in Joe Biden's office at the VP office in the white house to pack it up and then take it to his house. How do they, you don't just, I don't understand the willy nilly of the putting together of the classified docs. That's what Joe is stating happened. I don't think that that happened. I think people, somebody did it. I think they did it on purpose. Now who? So that's kind of the big question. It doesn't really matter what's on the documents. It does. It does. But at the end of the day, I don't think anything is going to shock us anymore, right? I mean, we've seen everything from Oren Pay to Chinese dealings to money. I mean, we've seen it all. I'm, I'm going to assume that it's just more of that. We saw some pretty horrendous things on e on Hillary Clinton's emails. Like, probably, I don't, it's not going to be shocking, to say the least. But the biggest question is to why. And there were already accusations coming out. So accusations have been flying around social media from political figures to everyday commenters and posters as to who is behind the classified documents. Republicans vary from Democrats eating their own to getting rid of Joe Biden to just plain gross mishandling of material and a cover-up. So that's kind of the two theories between the Republicans. Either they're done with him and kind of the anons. I think like the 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 conspiracy people too. The deep state, they're done with Joe. He he's they're sick of him. He's fucking around. He's he's doing all these things. We're tired of him. We're gonna take him out. We're gonna put in you know, whatever. We're gonna put in a Kamala. Or they just mishandled it and it's a huge cover up and Watergate. And they're all, you know, that's kind of the higher level, not so conspiracy uh explanation that they've got. The Democrats, on the other hand, and the media are accusing the Republicans of planting the documents in order to help Donald Trump. 
and I've got two videos and that one is Joy Behar and I didn't record the whole video because I can't stand listening to this person. But I got the clip. Here we go. His defense for him. Like, I hate to say it. This is much you know, harder you know, you know to what I think? against I've never Trump. seen a, a luckier person than Donald Trump. Just as we're this close well, to getting him. But you somehow know what, I, these but documents you know what, appear. Here's the thing. Biden is wrong to have done this. He Response to response to it all is that alleged classified documents showing up allegedly in the possession of uh, of uh, Joseph Biden. Uh, you know, I mean, there's so much that needs to be um, investigated, and um, and that's that's what I call for is for everything to be investigated. But I'm suspicious of the timing of it. I'm I'm also aware of the fact that. Things can be planted on people. P places and things can be planted. Um, or things, things can be planted in places uh, and then discovered conveniently. That may be what has occurred here. I'm not ruling that out. But I don't, I'm, I'm open in terms of the investigation. It needs to be investigated. Now, I've also got a video of Dan Bongino, and he's going to talk about the other side of this. And there is this. One. You know, you teed me up perfectly there. Uh, I'm, I'm struggling with two competing, like, don't cross the streams, Ghostbusters thing, right? Two streams that don't cross. Here's a here's a theory. Here are two theories I find viable. And I hate coming on the show and saying I don't know which one is true. I mean, I get paid for an opinion here, but I'm really not sure. Was this a sabotage hit job by Democrats who want joe biden out of the race which which is likely right or was this an effort to cover up mistakes joe biden made that may be illegal unlawful and illicit in an effort to make it go away just quickly on the first one uh, you don't find it a little bit suspicious that lawyers deeply connected to barack obama who's got a long ongoing mm -hmm. feud with biden but they do don't let anybody to I, I worked in that white house these two men do not really like each other Obama always thought Biden was a buffoon and Biden was always jealous of Obama. That's why he's doing the whole I'm the new FDR thing now. He is a, he is a cancer on the coming presidential race, Biden. There's very little chance against any competent candidate he's going to win. So you don't find it odd that people connected to Obama found, like, found these documents all of a sudden. Why didn't they burn them? Why didn't they make them go away? It's just kind of weird. But then you say to yourself, on the other hand, was this part of something bigger? Is there a bigger story here? And here, a couple of clues here. Number one, why was the leak of the second tranche of documents made to Ken Delanian? Ken Delanian from NBC has a nickname, Fusion Ken, because he was a mouthpiece for Fusion GPS and the Democrats. Nobody finds it odd that the guy who almost single-handedly promoted the pee-pee hoax for NBC got the leak about the papers. It says to me there may be something bigger and they needed to massage the story and leak it out slowly. A couple more things though. Notice the appointment letters, right? The appointment letters for special counsel her in the Biden case and Jack Smith in the Trump case. Special counsel her in the Biden case has a very limited scope of duties. While Jack Smith in the Trump case gets to rock and roll and, and find out everything. My suspicions here is that they, uh, that they did that to isolate and silo off Joe Biden from Hunter Biden and that investigation and never cross those streams. One of those theories is true. I'm, I'm just not sure which. Something bigger is definitely going on here. A white shoe law firm lawyer, guys, does not move documents exactly. out of mm -hmm. a think tank. That is, that, that's abs absurd on its face. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Mm. And if the Obamas are behind it, it makes sense um, with 
Tucker Carlson's theory that this is about eventually having a Michelle Obama run for president, um, for the nominee for the Democrat Party. On the other point that you brought yeah. up. Uh, I'm waiting Dan, to hear, though, Rachel. Yeah. I'm waiting to hear the Democrat response, because if the Democrats come out instantly after this hit and scream conspiracy theory, then I know it's true. Then it's because everything we've been told is a conspiracy theory. I watched your show today all morning of Republican conspiracy theories that have come true. The vaccine thing. Right? Oh, definitely a conspiracy theory. Right. You guys had a segment, the off the wall, which I love is a great segment. All of these things were called conspiracy theories. So if the response to this segment is that's a crazy conspiracy theory, folks, take that check to the bank, cash it and spend that money. Then it's I like Dan Bond, you know. Yeah, I mean, and he's right. Those are kind of the theories that are going on with the GOP. That's kind of their idea. Could you imagine a Michelle Obama, though? Michael, Big Mike. Big Mike in the White House getting after it? I don't know. I guess we'll have to see. That's a big no to Big Mike. So those are, those are kind of the running theories. Of, obviously, nobody knows. But there's a problem problems that I have with this. And this, this is the problem that I've had with the, the initial theory of they're trying to out Joe Biden, okay? Joe Biden didn't have a prayer to pull out the presidency from the beginning. He didn't. Even during the debates, even during campaigning, it was obvious something was not right. It was obvious that something wasn't wrong. And it was pretty obvious that people were not, they weren't, they weren't aligning themselves with Joe Biden like they maybe once had in his racist past back when that shit was going on. They, it was, they, he couldn't even fill up gymnasiums when he went to go speak. Remember they had to pull out the empty cars at the car lot. Remember that the cars were empty, Sonia, something was, something wasn't right. And people weren't buying it then. So that doesn't make any sense. If the swamp really wanted to control the white house and convince the people of the country that it was legit, they would have went with Kamala Harris and she would have won. And it would have been accepted. I would have been accepted, but they would have hated it. It would have been accepted by the, the right of the Republicans because then they would have been like the woke mob has won again or election odd for, you know, it, but it would have been, they wouldn't have thought it was some kind of deep state setup. You know, it would have been accepted. Uh, and then the left obviously would have loved it. She would have been the first person of color and woman to be president of the United States or the first woman person of color to be president of the United States. I mean, what a woke left like wet dream, right? I'm, I'm just saying like it would have been if, and they could have controlled Kamala. She's just as much, if not more so of a moron than Joe Biden is. She has to be told what to do. She goes where she's, you know, she's told to go. She does what she's, she could have been easily controlled by the swamp. Why didn't they go with Kamala? I never understood this. I, if it's all, if, if, if it's all rigged, why didn't they go with Kamala Harris or why didn't they go with, with Pocahontas? Right. They would have won. Um, well, I got to go back to my spot. Now, the first female culprit. So woke agenda. Blah, blah, blah. And then the next one would have been the second one doesn't make any sense to me either. Who would have gotten a hold of the docs while President Biden was in the VP office? The only ones that had, like I said, the only ones that had access were people with Clarence and his family. So Hunter. Right. Um, his wife, Jill, obviously would have had access to that. His daughter, his family would have had access to his office at all times. They lived there. It would have been super easy for them to get in, get one of the docs, and hang on to it. But why? Right? That's the next question. So I'm going to go through that. So the why. <sighs> 
I got to take a breath. Hold on. I got to take a drink. Dance or something, Sonia. Okay. So why? I want to revisit the death of Hunter Biden's biological mother, Nelia Hunter Biden. So on, on December 18th, 1972, Nelia was driving with her baby daughter, Naomi, and two sons, Hunter and Bo, on Delaware Route 7 intersection when she failed to stop at a stop sign. That's the first description. She didn't run the stop sign. And everybody was saying she ran the stop She didn't run the stop sign. She'd stopped, then rolled through. The second one was that she had had Naomi in her lap when she was driving. And I don't know. I wasn't alive in the 70s. Sonia, you were born in 81. Was that like a thing? Was it? Did you carry your babies while you were driving in the driver's seat? I don't remember. I remember riding in the back of the truck. Did you? Okay. So maybe that's not so much. But the initial report was that she ran the stop sign and they vehemently came back and said, no, she didn't run the stop sign. One of the reports was that she was drunk. That came back to be fact or an unfact either. Not a fact either. Um, but she'd failed to fully stop at the stop sign, hitting a tractor trailer. Uh, one report says it was head on. So it would have been, I'm, I'm not sure. The other report said it was T-bone. And by the look of the accident, it looks like more of a T-bone. Uh, the driver of the tractor trailer was Curtis C. Dunn. Police had initially determined that it was due to poor visibility issues. Nelia and her daughter were killed, but Hunter and Bo survived with critical injuries. Joe Biden was sworn into the Senate by their hospital bed two weeks later. So Hunter and Bo, they were hurt pretty bad. And Joe Biden then had won the Senate race and was sworn in as a senator by their hospital beds. Now, there was so much stuff that came with this crash. <clears throat> and it all ties in with Jill and Jill's ex-husband, right? And then obviously Hunter and Bo. I, wanted, I want to say really quick too, so... Like I said at the beginning of this live, Nelia's middle name was Hunter. That's 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 what I'd found on Wikipedia. So Hunter was named after his biological mother. Okay. And her daughter or his sister was Naomi. And I want to, I don't remember if that's Hunter's daughter or Bo, maybe Bo's daughter or granddaughter, but that name also was carried on. And that tells me that maybe Hunter and Bo had more of a, of a closer, even though they were young a closer relationship with their mom. Um, and I know that Hunter, he talked an awful lot in his book about the trauma of losing his mom than I think a lot of people realized, right? So after the crash, Joe Biden went on to state four years that the driver that struck his then wife was drunk, which according to police reports was not factual. He repeated this lie verbatim four years until the family of Curtis sued to set the record straight, but he never addressed as to why he had simply made it up. Obviously Joe has done this before. He'd lied about his college uh, education. He lied about um, some of the other things he'd done when he was campaigning, just outright lied about it. I mean, he lies on his Twitter every other day. That's not new news, but it is interesting because if that was the love of your life, like why would you lie about it? That's a big deal. He was not drunk. The family sued a bunch of media outlets. He, Curtis had since passed away, but the family took it even further, sued a bunch of outlets, um, requested the Bidens make a redaction. They never did. He just stopped talking about it. Uh, so I want to move forward a bit into 1975. Joe Biden in 1975, then so the wife is gone, right? He's got Hunter and Bo, the little kids, uh, and he's senator. Supposedly, and this is the story of Jill and Joe, they met on a blind date. Jill was a model. Hunter's daughter is Naomi. The Hunter is actually his middle name. I'll bet. Perfect. Then they met on a blind date. 
Sonny's fact checking me over here. Um, they met on a blind date. And they went on this blind date. They fell in love. Jill was a model. She was like in their little like penny saver of, of um, where Delaware. Okay. And they went on a blind date. They hit it off. They fell in love. And then the rest was history. But that's not what Jill's ex-husband had stated. And he had actually written a book and done multiple interviews as to what his account of the things that happened had actually happened. And I have that right somewhere here. Presidential hopeful Joe Biden and his wife Jill recently celebrated their 43rd wedding anniversary. But before Joe, there was Bill, the man Jill Biden married when she was only 18. Now her ex-husband is speaking with Stephen Fabian in this exclusive television interview. It's going to hurt her. Yeah, it's going to break her heart. He's the ex-husband of Dr. Jill Biden, the widely admired woman who's been at Joe Biden's side for 43 years. And he has an eye-opening story to tell. I was betrayed by the Bidens. Joe was my friend. Joe was my wife. The Bidens' love story is now legend. How they found true love after the heartbreak of losing his wife, Nelia, and baby daughter in a car crash in December 1972. They even put their tale of romance front and center at the Democratic convention last month. When I met Jill, I fell in love with her when I saw her. As Joe Biden tells the story, he first saw Jill's photo on an advertisement in Wilmington, Delaware in March 1975. His brother, Frank, who knew the model from college, set Joe up on a blind date the following night. The Biden's love story reads like a classic fairy tale. They saw a movie together on that blind date, fell in love, and never looked back. But Jill Biden's ex-husband says there's much more to the story, claiming Jill and Joe's relationship actually started in 1974, when he was still married to Jill. It was a blind date. Point blank. Is that story true? No, not even a little bit. Bill Stevenson, the founder of a popular local rock music venue called the Stone Balloon, married Jill when she was just 18 years old. Jill I met on the beach in Ocean City, New Jersey in August of 1969. Sure, I fell in love with her because I married her six months later. In her memoir, Jill says of her first marriage, I truly believed we were destined for each other. Looking back, it may seem like a mistake of youth. According to Bill Stevenson, both he and Jill first got to know Joe Biden when Biden was a county councilman in Newcastle, Delaware. Stevenson asked his help obtaining a liquor license. So you were friends with Joe Biden? Oh, yeah. Not only that, I threw a fundraiser for him in August raised between $2,500 and $3,000. We got married in 70. I introduced Joe to Jill in 72. Right before the election in 72, Jill, Joe, Nelia, and I were in his kitchen. How do you forget that? That would be three years before that now famous blind date. Stevenson says his first inkling something was up came when Jill refused to go with him to meet Bruce Springsteen, who was booked to appear at the Stone Balloon. He said, uh, Joe asked me to keep an eye on the boys. And I just thought to the back of my mind, hmm. Then one day, he says a man came into his bar and asked him to pay damages for a fender bender that involved Jill. He looks at me and he says, oh, she wasn't driving. I said, her beloved Corvette, she wasn't driving it? He goes, Senator Biden was driving it. And I went, what? 
Did you confront Jill at the time and say, what's going on here? Yes, I did. Did she admit to it? She didn't say anything. She just looked at me. I said, you got to go. You got to go get your own place. Jill and Stevenson's divorce decree was issued in May 1975. He says the divorce became contentious when Jill asked for a share of the stone balloon, which he says the judge denied. In the years following the divorce, Stevenson was convicted on a federal fraud charge and was also sentenced to six years probation for passing bad checks. He blames his legal problems on politics. He has just written a book about his life and is considering publishing it. We're talking about decades and decades ago. The story comes out right before the election. A lot of people are going to ask some questions. It's years ago, but guess what? It's so, it's so current right now because he is picking on people about character. Has anybody from the Republican Party reached out to you to tell your story, to come out, to no. tell us, tell these no, things no, about Joe I, Biden, no, to nothing. speak out against him? Nothing. nothing. Not even a little bit. Dr. Jill Biden is denying her ex-husband's claims today. In a statement to Inside Edition, her spokesman says these claims are fictitious, seemingly to sell and promote a book. The relationship of Joe and Jill Biden is well documented. Jill Biden separated from her first husband irreconcilably in the fall of 1974 and moved out of their marital home. Joe and Jill Biden had their first date in March of 1975, and they married in June of 1977. Stevenson has been married to his second wife, Linda, for 34 years. He insists he isn't out for revenge. Listen. I've said from the very beginning, I have no hard feelings about Joe, Jill, the affair. It means nothing to me now. Everybody's saying, Bill, you're being so mean bringing this up now. But if I don't do it now, it's never going to be able to be brought up. Stevenson says while he voted twice for Barack Obama and Joe Biden in this election, he's voting for Donald Trump, he says, because he agrees with Trump's stance on police issues. Oh, look at that. So where did that comment go? Dang it, it's gone. Yes, this is where, again, with the Corvette. See, it's so weird because when you start talking about this Corvette and if you follow the stupid Corvette all the way back, it it all connects kind of back to this interview. I think this might be one of the first times we've heard about the Corvette. Supposedly, the Corvette was was Joe Biden's present from his dad, a wedding present. Um, But... This is this is what he's saying. Like he's saying it's Jill's car. Like I, I don't, I don't know. And now I, I don't know. Like I don't know what the truth is. So, the weird thing about the Corvette. So, the affair though between Jill and Joe has seemed to have started while Nelia was still alive, and that was according to her ex, who again went back and stated they were standing in the kitchen together and they were talking and that they had known each other and and so on and so forth. There had been a rumor that had circulated way back at the beginning of this, that Joe possibly could have had some kind of hand in his first wife's accident. There's no validity to that rumor. It's just a rumor. Okay. Just a rumor. He did lie about it an awful lot, um, which is strange in its own right. But that there's nothing concrete that says he had anything to do with it. Um, the rumor had started based on wanting to basically remove his current family so that he could in turn be with Jill and then start his new one as a Senator. But Hunter and Bo both had ended up surviving. Now, again, they were critically hurt. They survived, but they were hurt really bad. Is it possible that Hunter who was named after his biological mother holds resentment for his father because of, a lot of this, maybe because of the affair, maybe because, 
And I only say that because when the cell phones were leaked and you can see it's up here on the screen, there were multiple text messages. This is where the, the pedo, the pedo Peter comes in at, right? Which again, whatever they call them pedo Peter. There were legit text messages saying, fuck my stepmother for always being such a selfish, silly, entitled, see you next Tuesday as you. He wrote to Haley as their brief relationship deteriorated. He also admitted to calling his stepmom a fucking moron and a vindictive moron in a separate text exchange with his uncle James Biden just days later. In the text to his uncle, who is President Biden's brother, Hunter said he had raged to Jill that he was that sh that he was smarter than her. It's no secret that he didn't like Jill Biden. Obviously, it's in the text messages. He didn't like her. But if you go back and you kind of look at, at Joe Biden's kind of his whole when he talks about his kid, he really touts on Bo. And he does talk very highly about his, his daughter, who would be the stepdaughter or who would be the, the second daughter removed. I don't know. She's his and Jill's daughter. Very highly. His and Jill's daughter. You know, she's got her own thing. The hunt, the, the Ashley Biden diary and all of that stuff is one thing, but that she's a social worker and she went to college and she's smart and she, he's always got praise for both, right? He's always bringing Bo up and in, in conversations, but it seems like whenever Hunter comes up, it's kind of like, well, you know, I feel like Hunter was kind of maybe the black sheep of the family. And in the book, Hunter describes himself that the, the family had treated him more like a savior. Like he was the one that was expected to, uh, get them out of trouble all the time. And he was the one that was expected to constantly be the hero. But I just, I don't see it that way, just based on the way that they treat him. I don't, there's the, the family dynamic of that has always been really interesting. And, and like, like Hunter Biden had always been kind of the screw up. Also, Joe Biden wasn't invited to Hunter's wedding. I don't know if you guys knew this. So according to the Washington Examiner, Joe Biden learned of his son Hunter Biden's wedding marriage to a South African woman he had known for 10 days via a phone call after the couple had exchanged vows. He didn't invite him to the wedding. They didn't go. And I don't, I don't know if he's still married to her today or not, but this was about the time when he started getting clean too, from what I understand. Why, why wouldn't you? I mean, I, I'm, I'm at odds with my mother, but yeah, I invited her to my wedding and I'm not here to judge anybody for the decisions that they make, but you would think that if they were so close, like Hunt or Joe Biden constantly talks about that, you know, they're such a, a tight knit family. He would have been, there would, there would have been a wedding. There would, he would have been invited to the wedding, him and, and his, the whole thing is, is very strange. Lil Wolf says Hunter is the criminal and that's how he gets them out of trouble. He knows how to do dirty things and makes his pop money. Okay. So now we're going to go on to this. There were the financials. Okay. So during the time which Hunter was at his worst in his addiction, he was being given jobs in high places such as Ukraine, which we learned from the laptop that he sat on the board of directors in Burisma. Okay. He was, he was given that position. There was some um, like empty job positions that they were looking at through the university. He was given all of these really high paying, important jobs that he, and at the height of his addiction, that he couldn't physically or mentally do the jobs. And according to all of the text messages and, you know, he was like, they, it was like he was given the jobs, but he couldn't do the jobs. But if, if, and when the jobs fell through or if, and when shit hit the fan, it was Hunter Biden that was going to get nailed for it, not Joe, even though Joe was the one at the end of the day pulling the strings. And, and we kind of learned all of this through the different emails and things like that. 
No doubt that Hunter was over his head when it came to the illegal things. And if what, if that, hold on one second. So no doubt Hunter was in over his head and came to the illegal things. And what if that was all found out before the laptop? What if before the laptop was delivered, the, the, the other deep state, deep state had had found all of this and and figured all this out and he's illegal and and they cut him a deal. What if Hunter cut a deal to spare his life and his freedom in order to flip on his dad? Aside from some embarrassing, obviously some extremely embarrassing public stuff he's going through. I've, nobody wants those pictures and stuff out there. He hasn't been arrested. He hasn't been investigated. And any time that as we were going into midterms, any time that they had talked about investigations into Hunter Biden and the shit that was going on, they had specifically stated, no, we are not going to investigate. We're not investigating. We are 100 percent investigating Joe Biden. Watch. Cutting the United States. Wire fraud. Conspiracy to commit wire fraud. Violation of the Foreign Agents Registration Act. Violations of the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act. Violations of the Trafficking Victims Protection Act, tax evasion, money laundering, and conspiracy to commit money laundering. The Biden family's business dealings implicate a wide range of criminality from human trafficking to potential violations of the Constitution. In the 118th Congress, this committee will evaluate the status of Joe Biden's relationship with his family's foreign partners and whether he is a president who is compromised or swayed by foreign dollars and influence. I want to be clear. This is an investigation of Joe Biden, and that's where the committee will focus in this next Congress. But all of the information that they had in order to launch that investigation into Joe Biden came from the Hunter's laptops and the Hunter's cell phone. They weren't Joe's, they were Hunter's, and it was Hunter's name on all of these docs. And whether it was money laundering or not, or whether it was whatever, whatever, the 50K, whatever, you know, why are they going to, why are they investigating Joe? Why wouldn't they investigate Hunter? Because he cut a deal and he cut a deal to save his ass and he would turn all of this over. And, and what you're seeing is the slow leak of this information coming out. I think this started way back before the laptop. And I think he cut a deal and he's working with them to get this all out. And so now they're going to do this investigation, right? I think Joe, I think Hunter was getting tired of, obviously his dad also, you know, financially funded his drug use. I mean, he had to get that money from somewhere, but I also think that Hunter Biden was tired of taking a backseat to his brother and his stepsister. And I think Hunter Biden was tired of having uh, his name being drug, kind of drugged through the mud essentially, or put into positions where if they failed or the illegal dealings, if they were caught, he would be the scapegoat because he, he would be. The whole thing screams Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden did this. Hunter Biden did that. But they're not investigating Hunter Biden. They're investigating Joe Biden. I think he was tired of it. I think he was angry because of what was happening with his mom, his biological mom, and then she died. He talks a lot about the trauma, and he has a lot of trauma, and that's with the drug use. So he, he has a lot of trauma from when his mom died, right? And I get that. He was, But he was two at the time. And he had Jill right there three years later. So Jill, and he even calls Jill mom. I, I think that he was tired of, of being used by this family and probably tired of the, the gross deception stuff that was, I don't know. And he flipped to save his own ass, to save his own life, to save his own freedom, to stay out of jail. Um, 
So it kind of ties back in with the Trump theory. And that was one I'd promised to talk about too. I do. I think Hunter Biden is behind all of this. I think you're going to see more. I'm out of slides. I think you're going to see more. And I think you're going to see it tie back to Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden had access to the think tank. Hunter Biden had access to the Corvette. Hunter Biden had access and lived in the goddamn house that the damn docs were found in for years during the height of his drug addiction. Hunter Biden is being investigated. That was one thing that came out just yesterday, so I didn't get it added in here. But the, the federal investigators in the probe into GarageGate has close ties with Hunter Biden. They're friends. And they're not, but they're not investigating Hunter. I think he just fucking over it. I think he flipped shit on his dad. And now you're going to see all of this start to come out. And it's all going to stem from stuff from, from Hunter Biden. And while we're all distracted with the grossness of the entire thing, they're going to take Joe Biden down. Or, and if you really want to get into some deep state, they already did. And what you're seeing now is just a slow leak of a why Joe Biden sucks. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like the what they call you know, the, the movie, right? So now it's already been done. He already cut all the deals. And now they're just setting it up so that they can roll it out to the public in a way that the public can consume it and not be completely blown off the map. That's kind of what I got. The Trump stuff with the Mar-a-Lago home. I always thought that was kind of weird too. What do you mean you're going to just go raid the man's home while he's what? He's somewhere else. I think Trump set up his own raid because you got to remember the one that headed it, the one that called for it was Christopher Rye. If I'm saying that right, W-R-A-Y. The Trump appointed FBI director came in to Trump's house, raided it for classified docs that weren't there. And then three months later, they found legit classified docs that weren't supposed to be there in Joe Biden's house. And they're rolling them out now while it's fresh in everybody's mind. Well, that's all you see now in the media is the comparison. That's all you see. You see it on the left and you see it on the right. They're comparing. Well, da, 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 da. And then they're da, 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 da. And even Joy Behar is like, Trump is the luck just when we thought we had him. I don't think you ever had him. I think it was all staged. I think it was all planned. And I think the Trump stuff was planned to make people aware that this was some big fucking news. And so when it came out from Joe Biden, people were aware that this was some big fucking news. And it was easier for people to digest. I think that's what happened. And I think Hunter's behind all of it. That's what, that's my theory. And I'm sticking to it. Where are we? Everybody okay? Everybody able to follow along? I got so many comments. I'm not reading them because I had the thing pulled up. Thank you for sticking this out with me, Sonia. Thank you for your help. Okay, so Molly says, I think Hunter Biden is saving Americans. America's ass. Granted, his home is a drug of passion, but he's still here. I think that the drug thing happened a long time, and I think he's been clean for a while. And I might even be hard-pressed to say he was clean when he dropped the laptop off. So, but more to come on that, on, on somehow, some way that I can prove that. But uh, Raquel says it was definitely a setup. It sets the precedence. It absolutely sets the precedence because we're all paying attention. How many times has that happened? How many times have they said, Donald Trump is Russian collusion, Russia, Russia, Russia. And then we get to the end of it and it's like, oh yeah, Hillary actually was doing it. Dude, uh, you know, how many times has that happened? I can't, I can't count at this point how many times that has happened. And it has softened people to the point where they're like, oh, yeah, well, that's messed up. When Trump did it, it was a big deal. But now they're doing it and it's not. You're trying to poo-poo it away because they are trying to poo-poo it away. 
They're trying to say no. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, Voice of Reason says, nah, some FBI team in Mar-a-Lago is the same one that admitted Russiagate being a lie and is still being investigated. It's possible. It's possible. The, the whole Mar-a-Lago thing I thought was just insanely strange. Um, Trump has a Golden Globe coming. <laughs> is he gonna is he gonna take what's his name's? The guy from Ukraine. He's got one. Um say it again, a quick theory. It is. Uh, I think Hunter, hold on. Let me go back up. I know I had questions. I'm sorry, you guys. Um, so Harley Allen says when he got busted for the cocaine, the feds got a hold of him, the right feds. Yeah. There's like deep state within the deep state. So it's possible, Harl. Um, I just think that the whole, what if it was Russia that put the documents in there? That would be really hard to do. Maybe didn't, um, the previous press secretary, wasn't she like Russian or had Russian descent? <laughs> Didn't she come out in a Russian hat? And then all of a sudden we're at roar with Russia and everyone's like, yeah, but she's fine. What about that one guy that slept with the Chinese spy? I'm just saying. Um, I can definitely see how it was forced to get hooked on drugs and finally got clean. I bet he's fed up and flipped. That's I don't know about forced to get on drugs. I think it started, but I think eventually he tried to get off and was probably enabled an awful lot by his family. But that's it. That's the whole thing. That's what I have. And you guys can let me know in the comments below what you guys think. Um, If you're on the podcast stations, you can comment on those. Let me know what you guys think. If you think it's bullshit, probably, maybe it's possible. If you think it's legit, let me know. Whatever, whatever you guys think. We've got to be open-minded about all this because we know we're being played. It's just a matter of who's doing the playing. So with that, you guys, I love your faces. Sonia, thank you so much for all of your help with this. You guys, thank you so much for being here. I love your faces. Keep her moving. Take it easy. Tell your mom I says hi and watch out for deer. Bye, guys. Back off, I'll take you on. Headstrong, you take on anyone. I know that you are wrong. You're headstrong. You're headstrong. <laughs> Back off, I'll take you on. Headstrong, you take on anyone. I know that you are wrong. You're headstrong. You're headstrong.